Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast where two old school Heroes fangirls talk about the show, rewatch it, defend its honor sometimes. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 17, Cold Wars. But first, <laughs> we have a little business to attend to. You may have listened to the episode that we put up yesterday. Happy April 1st. So let's we'll put a little context behind that. <laughs> if you did listen to it, if you didn't, you'll get a little context of what you missed. So, yeah, Keisha, uh, where did that fanfic come from? So I don't have a perfect memory of anything during those years, but um, as far as I can tell due to my, my research and trying to remember, um, that idea basically just came about after the first two episodes of the volume had aired and all of those paparazzi photos had leaked of Dan Bird and Zachary Quinto um, at the the diner scene that we talked about uh, last week um, on the show. So, yeah, basically the idea was I I really like doing alternate universe uh, takes on things for fanfic. Mm -hmm. And I it it, it started like it, it has a mylar core to it. Because it was very, like, what would happen if Siler and Mohinder were both in this position. Because if you read the rest of the story, you learn that uh, Siler finds out Mohinder is on that plane and he flips. And so um, it's also fully AU in that he is still Gabriel Petrelli. Because that was also one of my favorite things to, to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just an alternate universe version of the events of Volume 4 as they... It was like... A little bit before it started, so it was, like, when the trailer came out and they were all on the plane, it was like, ah. And then uh, chapters were released up until, I think, just, like, the Luke stuff was introed because I'm lame and I never finish my stories. So <laughs> I get I get excited about their concepts and then I never finish them. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, Keisha's pick. Because as I said before, oh. we're not going to throw anyone else under the bus. If it's something we're going to talk about, it is our stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, maybe the rest of the chapters will get read out at some point. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that she was fully going to do it until she's like, here, listen to this. And then she did. And I was like, that's kind of great, though. Because, like, I just, I really like your reading of it quite a bit. It's quite charming. So. Well, thank you. Thank you. Maybe a little egotistical to do it, but, eh, it's our show. So, fuck it. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It's April 1st fun. Yeah, April 1st fun. Mm -hmm. Originally, uh, I'll I'll tell them the original idea for April Fool's. Because I don't think we're going to reach another one. Well, um, you know, we'll conti- be continuing on. I don't but... think we will, because um, how many episodes is Reborn that I'm going to try not to complain every week about? Um, uh, well, I mean, we'll, I think we will be beyond Heroes or in Reborn. Okay. At that Because that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't think we'll be reaching another April 1st, though. That's a whole year. Like, Well, I mean, the podcast will still be going in whatever iteration weeks. we feel like taking it in. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what we originally were going to do for April Fool's Day that got, yes. like, accidentally, like, scheduled out due to breaks and <laughs> etc. So we, we didn't line up as well as we want it to be. Also, like, it's hard enough to motivate my, like, frantic, like, fly, like, flaky brain to do this every week. Like, to, to watch an episode of a show that I hadn't watched in years and then to, like, try to remember why that stuff made sense. Was gonna was gonna be really difficult, mm-hmm. but yeah. Do tell the people what we were originally um, thinking would be funny to do because we can't stop mentioning it. We were gonna do an episode of a lost podcast, 
specifically whatever one lined up with the week. And I think originally yep. our counting had it going to be like, it was going to be the Ben Linus episode. It's going to be the Ben one, which was going to be amazing because it'd be like, who the fuck is Ben the whole time, <laughs> you know? And we were just going to continue like as usual as if this was always the podcast we were going to do. Yeah, like, like you know, I remember last week when we talked about how Jack did this or whatever, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, yeah. But we we just got, like, like you said, kind of like, oh, that might be a little too much for us <laughs> to pull off right now. I tell ya, I tell ya, <laughs> the the untold mental trauma that, going, that living through these times has had. Um, That's why yeah, the, it's just yeah. me talking, because I'm like, I can do it, I can have it all done by myself, and then it's just me. <laughs> yeah. Plus, like, is that, like, ultimate ego to read your own shit? <laughs> like, probably. <laughs> probably, probably. You never really wrote anything, so I can't, you know. The most I can do is go, this is me describing in an ASMR voice, like, the picture she drew, like, ten years ago. I think the one that I have out there on, it's either live journal or fan fiction was, like, a True Blood, not True Blood, a hero's, um... Pushing daisies and like something else all combined yes. together, and I, that yes. also wasn't finished. So, well, <laughs> it's what it is. The only thing I ever finished, I always like never love the ending. Anyways, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm. like the multi chapter ones. So it's like, eh, endings are overrated for for something like fan fiction in particular. You know, it's supposed to be just like a, a kind of a living thing, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I have weird thing. I have weird feelings on it. So. I will. I will go on elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were gonna do. We were gonna do an episode of the podcast, like talking about loss, like it was just the most normal thing ever. And uh, it wouldn't have been a, a, a bad episode to do it with now for how it lines up. It was a Desmond episode, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it just oh fuck man, like that just seemed like a, a, definitely a fun idea, but woof. I I don't got that kind of mental capacity <laughs> anymore. Maybe maybe years ago, man. I feel like my brain is cracking in half every day. So yeah, um, cause like we, we thought we could do a bunch of things, but it was like, well, we can't stop talking about Lost. So you know, it's hard to not draw comparisons. Well, I tell you what, um, it sucks for you that I just finished I Zombie, you and our audience, because I'm gonna have a hard time not constantly comparing latter seasons of that to this volume of Heroes. So. Hmm. They're very similar. And you keep bringing things up, and I'm like, Squint, it's been at least a year <laughs> since <laughs> I, I finished most of that. And then, like, six months, seven months since I did the last few episodes. So, yeah. I get so excited to, like, talk with you and, like, comment on things. And I'm like, this bitch isn't going to remember the specifics <laughs> of what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> I'm like, looks at the Wikipedia. Okay, I know what that episode is. All right. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't think I'd end up liking it as much as I did, but I really did by the end. It's charming. It's very charming. Yeah. Good old, good old Rob Thomas. Not the one the zombies eat, but, um... (laughs) Spoiler? The the creator. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Anyway. I hope it wasn't weird to hear a fanfic on the podcast i guess ultimately <laughs> like, i had it marked if you listen to it you listen to it if you didn't you didn't so yeah so whatever it's all no good. worries yeah and don't leave comments asking me to finish it either <laughs> finish it i don't even know what it was anymore i don't remember like 
the you know outline or anything i was like i do not know so. i'll read another chapter of it there's like four chapters I four think. or five yeah yeah i'll read another chapter of it or i mean if someone else has a fic <laughs> they want me to read in sleepy time voice then sure hell yeah yeah if you're willing to offer up your own uh fan works by all fucking means go for mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. maybe it'll be a regular distraction who knows I think that would be fun. Um, yeah, so that, I think, checks that bit of business off of the agenda. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us, um, <laughs> it's not news, really, <laughs> but it's a fun thing that you notice that I'm obsessed with now, now that you pointed it out, so. So, there are Heroes people on Instagram, and... The majority of them post normally. You know, you get to pick every once in a while of whatever. Um, I think I've said on the podcast before that, like, Pazar tends to use it like a Facebook page where you post, like, old people memes. <laughs> Stuff that your mom would put on her Facebook page be like, look at this. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Milo mm-hmm. will, like, remember he has an Instagram and post, like, a hundred photos all at once. And that's not an exaggeration. Go to his Instagram page. And I, I was sitting there like, oh, Milo posted. Because I think the one on top was his picture. And then I was scrolling and I'm like, wait, this is all Milo. When does it end? When does it end? <laughs> it never does. And it's not like all pictures of him. It's like pictures of places he's been. It's like, you know, all different stuff. Yeah. But like, it's literally like looking at somebody's like vacation photos. It's like, yeah, like, oh, he remembers he has an Instagram and then... Instagram go burn. Which is so funny to me because he he does photography. Mm-hmm. Like you think he would be inclined to something like that, but yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> it is pretty funny. I, I highly encourage everyone to look up his Instagram page and <laughs> just look at what he what he did because it's fully like a million photos for um, like a day or two ago from when we were recording to the most recent one before that being a block of photos in like October. Mm-hmm. So. It's definitely a habit. So yeah, that's not news. It's just an observation. It's just a little eclipsed fun fact. Mm-hmm. Ding. Yep. So. So Keisha. Hi. There, I think there's been something we've been talking about in news for a while. Did you perhaps watch it? So anyone who's regularly listening to this podcast knows that I've, I've, uh, I've hyped up Invincible quite a lot. And, um. It finally premiered this last Friday. Actually, it dropped early. It dropped on Thursday, um, which was kind of cool. So, yeah, there's um, three episodes out now on Amazon Prime. uh, And then they're going to be releasing a new one each week after that. And as I've repeatedly mentioned why this is relevant to our interests, uh, Zachary Quinto voices a character on the show called Robot. And... I knew he was, like, a big deal in the story, um, particularly because of some shit that he does later. But they go in pretty early with uh, his little his little machinations. And so if you want to, like, really fully hear him sounding like what I was saying to Rachel, like a sinister Spock voice, then uh, he's, he's pretty prominent in uh, episode two and three. So. Excellent. Go, go enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the cast is ridiculous, as I've said before. There's a million great people in it. But, yeah, he's fully recognizable and uh, 
yeah, highly highly featured. I was really surprised. I was like, oh shit, they're they're doing this. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get into the episode. Which I have to say before we get in, um, I felt <laughs> like I watched this episode like you. Like I was pausing all the time <laughs> to fucking write shit down. <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching this episode, like, Keisha, what am I doing? Hey, it's a good way to watch things, like, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna take forever, as it does with me, but you you certainly feel like you covered the damn thing. It's so. a lot of talking in this episode, too, so it's like... Yes. Uh, That's a big part of it, I think. Uh-huh. Anyway. You start us off, like, so... Yeah. I do. What's happening in Costa Verde? Okay, so... Um, I, I once again do not have it previously. Did you, did you? Uh, I did. Mohinder did it. Oh, okay. Japanese Netflix doesn't do it. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> so, we actually begin the episode getting to see how our favorite group of chuckle fucks <laughs> ended up drugging uh, Noah Bennett in the prior episode. Um, their plan as it comes together, as it were. Um... So we see Matt and Mohinder, and they already start just, like, kind of disagreeing about how they're handling this whole thing, which is going to be a running theme throughout the episode. Um, Mohinder's not comfortable. He's, like, you know, he doesn't really like the idea of them doing this because it's just out in the open in the world and they're supposed to be, like, hiding. And uh, Matt is just, like, too, too, like, on a mission so pissed after the Daphne thing. He's just like, no, like I know. And it's so true. Cause since season one, you know, this is like a nice reversal of that for Matt and Noah. Um, he's the guy with the answers. So if you, you know, you want to know what the hell is going on, then you're going to have to question him. And that's not going to be an easy task. Um, so Peter meets up with them and he's got, uh, amabarbital. Because he's a he's a nurse and an EMT, and he can get that. Um, which I totally googled it to see if it does what the show says it does. Because you know that's a thing in like uh, movies and TV. They'll use drug names, and they don't actually do what they say they're going mm-hmm. to. So basically, amabarbital is uh, it's a barbiturate derivative, and it has um, sedative hypnotic properties. Kind of like a fun little wink to like real life. You know what Parkman's about to do. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like. So it's not just, like, a full-on, like, good night drug. Um, but it will knock you out. So, um, yeah, that's that's the thing. Is like, Peter was the one who got the stuff, as it were. And there's just a lot of disagreement in the core group about how they should be handling things. And, you know, Matt's not wrong. Like, Noah, we've seen in the past when Matt's dealt with him, like, in Company Man and stuff, like... He is well-trained to keep people like him out of his brain because of, you know, he's worked with people like this. So they got to have this edge on him. And so they are just like, look, man, he's going to be on his guard. We have to be able to just really throw him off his game entirely. So this is how it's got to be. And they make a good point when they talk about, like, you know, Basically, a nurse, a scientist, and a cop are all wanted by the government now, you mm-hmm. know? And that's not how it was, like, a couple days ago. They couldn't be more normal in theory than that. And and, and it's not even, like, normal. It's, like, those are positions of, you know, respect uh, in society. 
So it, it's good for them to be like, look, you know, we're all fugitives now because of because of all this bullshit and we're good people. And so it doesn't matter that we're going to do something that's a little risky because they already see us as you know a threat. They already see us as these dangerous people. So like, fuck it, you know, we may as well try to get somewhere with this. And so Mohinder and Peter, they're not like crazy about it, but they do. They do. I mean, we saw them. They went to the bar and we do the thing where we dip in back into, you know, the scene we've already seen, which Heroes loves doing anyway. And <laughs> we see him. They do. They love doing that. And so we see, you know, where he was at the bar and he was having a drink and he was talking to the bartender and uh, so we see the full version of his vision blurring and he gets real woozy and he goes down and, you know, the three come out of nowhere and they move in and then they have him. They grab him and they take him away uh, to like this crappy motel room. And they've got like a little drip set up in his arms, like shout out to like old Siler memories from Mohinder, no <laughs> doubt. And so <sighs> Matt's going to read his mind and he's going to get those answers and, uh, we're going to get a whole episode of flashbacks that are going to show us how we got to this point as well. How the, the plan came together, uh, whose idea it was, etc. So answers. Yeah. That's fun. It's like our company man part two, kind of. It kind of is. And it's so funny how Noah Bennett's character is always the one to like anchor these episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a good character for it. It makes sense. Um which, uh, we talked about this before we started recording, I think. Um, this whole episode is just one storyline with several characters. Yeah. Um, which is fun because the show doesn't always do that. And there was a lot of debate back in the day about whether or not the show would be better served by doing that more with its extensive cast. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this episode is certainly a good argument for it. Cause it's a great episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, what'd you fucking say? Like they just, you know, yeah. Another one. It just, it slaps. They just keep just bangers. All of them. You know? So far, like, this whole volume, this volume slap, great. slap, slap. It does. It doesn't let up. So, uh, yeah. Uh, are you ready to go into the past? Ooh, take us there. <laughs> yeah. So it gets all black and white because we're in, you know, Noah gray Bennett's head. <laughs> and, um, I like to think that his memories are just that color. <laughs> He doesn't have color memories. His memories are, like, colorblind, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> like, um, so we go five weeks ago. So this is only a little over a month. That's how quickly this came together, which is genuinely impressive. And we see Noah, and he's sitting on a bench, and Angela shows up, and she's there, too. And Noah's very, like, hey, man. Ten people, they died last night. You know, there's a house in Ohio. It's set on fire. We should we should investigate. Sounds like a, you know, one of us, one of them kind of situation. And Angela's just like, no, dude. <laughs> it's not like, it's it's over. Like, we're not, we're not doing that. You know, Primatech's done. Like, come on. And Noah's just like, yeah, but like, we, we still have a lot of work to do. It doesn't matter what we call it. You know, it doesn't, the, the old company doesn't need to exist for us to keep doing what we're doing. And uh, Angela's just not into it, you know? She's just like, I mean, we had a good run, but that time is over now. And Noah's not happy with that answer at all, Mm -hmm. because all he has is his work. Like, 
it's so funny later on when when Danko tries to step to him about that. I was like, I would argue he's not like you know far off from being a totally work centered person as being a family man at one time was part of his job. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially just like the raising of Claire and the protecting of Claire and the season one, like secret keeping of it all. Like him pretending to be the perfect dad was part of the job. You douche. Anyway. So (laughs) um, I love Danko. I love him very much. He's such a dick to Noah. And I kind of love that. Someone needs to be sometimes. But yeah, staying uh, back into, you know, this moment, he's just, you know, he he basically gets the early retirement speech up to and including a uh, severance check with his pension included and a box with a watch in it, which is like a classic retirement gift. And um, pretty much it's just Angela's way of saying, like, I'm tired. You know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. You're not going to find me running a company it's that's over, you know, like you, you served well for, you know, his 20 plus years, you did great, but next chapter, you know, now you gotta, you gotta take care of Claire and you gotta take care of yourself and you're just going to have to figure out what that means for you. Because, uh, as we quickly see, he does not like being <laughs> without a, without a job, without a mission. It's not his ideal place. Nope. So yeah. Any, any thoughts about Angela's little retirement speech? <laughs> Yeah, I think she is over it and not just trying to, like, you know, put him off, obviously. Oh, she fully seems like she's just, like, done. After that whole Arthur business. Yes. That's the thing, right? I was thinking about this when I was writing my notes. I was like, not just the Arthur business, but just her sons. Mm -hmm. Look where they're at at this point. This is before everything we see in this volume. We're talking about how things ended in Villains. Not great. Yep. <laughs> so, like, yeah. This is, you know, the point where, you know, as we alluded to in the premiere, where Peter's calling Nathan and Nathan's not returning his calls. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, the real Petrelli family drama of it all. So, Do I think she made the right call? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Because we see, you know, what happens. Mm-hmm. So... He, as quickly as he whooshed in, uh, Matt comes out again and he's like, all right, so this is a start. And he basically announces like, I'm going to just tear into this guy's memories and I'm going to find out what's really happening. Like who's running this? Who's really behind it? Like what, how did this whole thing like actually come together? And uh, Mohinder's not, like, he remains very, very not into this as a concept of, you know, him going after Bennett. And uh, he's like, you know, how how far are you willing to go? And Matt is just laser focused, really scary in this mm-hmm. episode, actually, just being like, as far as I need to. And Noah's not looking good. <laughs> he looks like he's, he's not, uh, he's not well. So, yeah. Whoosh heroes, Matt's gone off the reservation. It's important to know, because I don't think we talked enough about this in, like, the episode before. Mm. They believe Daphne is dead. Oh, they fully do. And so do mm-hmm. we, kind of. Mm-hmm. Because that, yeah, this is the reveal, is that uh, she got pegged, but yeah. Yep, yep. So As far as we know, Daphne is super dead, and Matt, and that's why Matt is just on this, like, absolute crusade mm-hmm. against Bennett. And that's why Mohinder is correctly calling it out, too, uh, for it. But we find out Mohinder has damn good reason to be nervous. True. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, which I'd forgotten about. 
Mohinder's like against it. Peter's kind of like middling, <laughs> depending on the episode <laughs> where he is in the episode. And then Matt's like, <laughs> yeah, it's that's the thing, right? Is it's like Peter. I feel like is definitely ultimately a good person, but. In situations like this, he's been pushed, and you don't fuck mm-hmm. with him. And we see that later on very clearly. So, yeah, desperate times and all that. Desperate times call for them. Desperate measures. That's why this volume is so fun for a million reasons. But also, I love seeing these characters backed into a corner mm-hmm. and like, okay, what is this person going to do? What is this person going to do? Like, what? How does Mohinder react versus Matt versus Peter? You know, like it's all different. So. Yeah. They're not the same character. Like, I just, I don't know. I really appreciate the differences. Same. <laughs> but yeah, whoosh, whoosh heroes. Whoosh heroes. Um, so we're at building 2-6. And Nathan is coming in in a tux. He's got like a little bow tie on. And he's kind of pissy that he was being pulled out of a state dinner. Hard to get face-to-face time. And <laughs> Danko is clearly distressed. He's like, Bennett has gone off the grid. He is supposed to check in at certain times, and he has not. And so Nathan is like, oh, well, is Claire okay? And he's like, your daughter is fine. (laughs) (laughs) And so Danko's walking around. He wants all of the um, surveillance, all the info on Bennett pulled from the last 24 hours. And Nathan is like, "Uh, are you spying on your own people? And Danko's (laughs) just like, yeah, no one is above scrutiny, myself included. You and Bennett, you're both compromised by your relationships with specials. And Nathan's like, no, no, no. Peter's like, you know, Peter's being treated like everyone else. What are you talking about? And he's like, no, it's it's Claire. She gets the free pass. And that makes both of you, Noah and Nathan, both of your choices are tarnished. The two dads are are tarnishing the decisions here, right? Uh, yeah. (laughs) And then Nathan's like, so are you spying on me too? And I love the line because Nathan's like... You barely touched your prime rib. <laughs> so, yeah, they've got eyes on Nathan, too, even at a state dinner. Yeah, fly boy. Mm-hmm. Hope you didn't fly there. <laughs> yeah. They must not be all eyes on, or else I think they might have seen more. But back at the hotel. <laughs> yes. Mohinder is monitoring Noah's vitals. And pretty. he's like, this is not interrogation. This is torture. And Matt's like, oh, you think I'm doing it on purpose? Like, clearly, again, these people have lived together. This vibe. <laughs> I love that. I love that vibe. And Mohinder's like, yeah, I do. They killed Daphne. You want vengeance? You said it yourself. And he's like, that's not about Daphne. I'm helping everyone. And Mohinder's like, well, you're not helping him, are you? Pointing at Noah. And then Peter's like, okay, Matt, does Noah have to be in pain? And Matt's like, uh, what, what do you mean? Of course, I'm digging through his brain. He's going to be in pain. And Mohinder's like, is what you're seeing even useful with memories? Like, time and perception are both factors. Is like, is this a reliable narrator? And Matt's like, ugh, we know nothing. He knows everything. Do I have your permission to go back in now? <laughs> Again, they live together. <laughs> there's some there's some real, like, somebody left the sink constantly full energy there. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, the resentment. And Peter's just like, okay, mm-hmm. I was like locked up in a shipping <laughs> container, I think, at this time. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. He was having fun in Ireland. He's like, Peter's like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> but like. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now Matt's like, we're going to find out how this whole thing began. And 
every time that he goes in, we see like uh, Noah like freak out a little bit, and you see memories flash behind him. So we're gonna go into four weeks ago, and we see Noah doing a crossword, and Sandra comes up behind him, and she's all like, "I'm gonna go take a shower because we have dinner with a couple other parents from Lyle's school," and. Noah's not thrilled about it, but like, you know, okay. He he asks her too for a crossword answer about a dog. I didn't write it down, whatever. And she's like Oh, um it was like thin man dog, four letters. And then it's like uh Asta. There you go. There you go. And she's like, Oh, it's nice to have you around though. You're not just jetsing off all the time, you're at home doing crosswords, yay. <laughs> and she leaves and we get a knock on the front door. Who's at this front door? Noah gets up. He he answers it, and it's Nathan Petrelli at the door. A genuine. And surprise. I'm like, oh my god, Mister Never Knock knocked. <laughs> Didn't just let himself in. God, right? Well, I mean, Noah might have shot him. So <laughs> fair, like... fair. And uh, Noah sees him. He's like, oh, um, Claire. I have no idea where Claire is right now, because <laughs> he assumes obviously he's there to see Claire. And he, Nathan's all like, she's at the library. And I'm like, oh, bitch, you spying too. <laughs> <laughs> and he says he's not there to see Claire. He's there to talk to Noah. And so they go in. They go to uh, Noah's little, like, library study workroom, whatever. And he's like, okay, listen, I have set some things in motion, but I'm here to assure you that Claire is going to be safe no matter what. And Noah's kind of like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> and Nathan's like, listen, you know, Primatech, they never really did the job that was required of them, but the government has the tools to do so. And <laughs> Noah's like, um, we're like talking about rounding people up. That includes you too, Nathan. And he's like, eh, certain exceptions can be made. That privilege having. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Every single time someone's like, you too, Nathan. He's like, meh, nope. I can, I'm hardly dangerous. I'm hardly da- Oh, God, it's the five years gone of it all mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can fly. I'm hardly dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Noah asks if Claire is an exception, and Nathan's like, she can be. The son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. He knows what he's doing with this. And he tells Noah what his plan is. He wants to gather scientists, great minds... And find a way to remove these abilities once and for all. If his were given to him, they can be removed, right? And I was like, you know, they're going to see you as a villain for what you're doing here. And Nathan's like, "Eh, I'll play whatever role I need to. And again, no emphasizes, Claire will never forgive you. None of them will understand what you're doing right now. (laughs) And Nathan's like, listen, I've already gone too far off the rails with this. I nearly killed my own brother. I just want a chance to make things right. And I was like, okay, then what do you want from me? And he wants to know, well, you spent like 20 years tracking people. How did you do it? So Noah takes him to a storage unit. And we very clearly see the lock combination in the memory. And Nathan's like, okay, what, what is what is all this? Why am I here? And I was like, this is the last 20 years of my life. And he opens up a box and it's full of like weapons and IDs. And Nathan's like, we're the government. We have weapons. <laughs> this is not what I'm trying to get out of you, dude. And he's like, Noah's like, no, you need perspective. 
Because in 30 seconds, you undid like 30 years of what we've been trying to hide. And Nathan's like, I can't unring that bell. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I also know that I joined the company for a reason. And that reason doesn't just go away when Angela turns out the lights. And Nathan's (laughs) like, well, I thought you'd enjoy your time with your family. And I was like, well, there's only so many crosswords that I can do. So it's clear he wants back in. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking down. What are we doing? (laughs) God, it's like all these people had their lives turned upside down because Noah Bennett can't find a hobby. (laughs) It was it was going to go off with or without Noah. I know. I know. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I oh, I want to wring Nathan's fucking neck so bad in this Mm -hmm. scene. (laughs) Like just his whole perspective of like everyone is so correctly called out his like self-loathing mm-hmm. nature like just because you so greatly want your shit taken away does not give you the right to impose that on everybody mm-hmm. else like it makes me feel very siler you know when i hear him say things like that or i'm just like no you don't get to decide you don't get to decide you know if people get to have this cool thing or not mm-hmm. like God, it makes me so mad. He's just so like, oh, it'll be fine. We'll just put them all in a box, and then we'll and then we'll force a cure on them, and then everything will be fine, and the whole world will go back to the way it was. You don't think those people will be angry afterward? Like <laughs> the lack of thought of consequences. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, I just, ah, I just want to smack him because yeah, it just it, he's just working his shit out and taking everyone else down with him. exactly yeah you're not wrong yeah and so it's just like it's exciting in that it leads to some fun confrontations about that very thing Mm -hmm. later but um yeah i just oh i hate how like well of course he is about it you know like i don't want it so clearly no one else could you know benefit from it too i mean what about people like like daphne Mm -hmm. who fully can't even walk without her ability yep you get to just take that away, huh? You're going to cure her illness, too? Her, her, you know, her, what does she have? I don't remember. Was it, was it cerebral palsy? It might be. Yeah. you going to cure that, too? Like, oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just get so mad. And, like, Noah's willingness to come on board, also, you get to see, coming up shortly, why he was into it. He had a different <sighs> yes. idea of what was going to happen than Nathan does. <laughs> Yeah, and Nathan did that on mm-hmm. purpose, too. He knows how to play people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He ain't getting the keys to shit. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Well, anyway, so Matt comes out of it again, and he's, you know, recovering, and he's like, they planned it all. It was with Nathan. And Peter's like, yeah, Blue's Clues, duh. <laughs> like, obviously, we know that. And so, basically... Matt gets mad at him because he's like, yeah, see, your brother is an asshole and he is the one who put all this in motion and this is just reconfirming that. And so they all just start fighting with each other and it just, it's like, it, it's so that thing where if Noah was awake, he'd be smirking. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Where it's just like, they're going to tear each other apart. We don't have to worry about trying to wait for them to slip up. They're going to do it just fine on their own. So yeah, they just, they go at each other and... Mohinder again is just like what I, I mean I, that's cool and all but what the fuck are we supposed to do with that and 
God, they just, they, they just, they fight. They fight so much. Matt and Mohinder are at each other's throats this whole entire yep. episode. And it's like, whoa. And I was saying to Rachel, I did not remember them being at each other so hard mm-hmm. this episode. Like a little bit, but not the whole time. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, it, it gets very like, fun. you don't want to be part of this? Then go. And they're like, that's not what I mean. And just all that. And, and Matt is just like, you know, he turns the whole like, self-hating like Nathan thing on the Mohinder which he's not wrong that Mohinder just kind of has a bit of a martyr complex mm-hmm. like he or like I guess like a victim or not a victim like what would you call that like it is kind of a martyr complex right like he he has a lot of he, regrets and needs to like you know forgive me father I have sinned he's insanely self-righteous mm-hmm. and uh also yeah he he feels bad about all the shit he did in villains and he thinks he should suffer for it like he kind of does like it's sort of there matt's not wrong and basically Mohinder's like you're reading my mind don't read my mind and matt's like i don't have to you're an open book and they're just (laughs) yelling at each other and peter's like oh my god both of you stop it shut (laughs) up you're the worst team ever. I want a new team. Where's Hero? You know? Where's Hero and Ando? Why did I get stuck with these two? Yeah. God damn. Stuck with these two. Oh my god. The former roommates. I didn't know that. Yeah, hi, excuse me. Peter Petrelli here. I didn't know these two lived together. Can I have a different team? Like, Why couldn't I go to India? Why? I've never been. Yeah, so... Um, Basically, um, so Peter's just like, oh my god, shut up, the both of you, not helping. And Matt takes down a piece of paper, he writes down the combination that he saw from Bennett's little uh, storage facility. And he's like, okay, Mohinder, let's go, you know, he has everything we need. And instead of Mohinder going, Peter's the one like, oh my god, I will go, because I think he just wanted out of the room, basically. (laughs) Like, he just needed a break from these two. And he's like, I'm going to go, you two just honestly trying to kill one another. That'd be great if you just don't do that. (laughs) And so he totally, like, walks out. And I love how openly he's just, like, flying away. It's so great. He's like, whoosh, there he goes. And uh, that's not the smartest thing (laughs) for them not to have Peter in the room anymore. But also, Peter has just the right level of come at me, bro, to deal with mm-hmm. what happens. So, you know, ultimately, I think it was the right choice. If it was, like, a riddle of, like, which of these three should go to the storage unit? Like He'd be the quickest. Yep. But at the same yep. time, he was the calmest yep. head in that room. <laughs> yeah, but need we, you know, lest we forget, he curb-stomped a man at Prime Attack for no <laughs> reason. So... He's who's he he's who I would want to go figure out what's what they can you know get out of the unit. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Whereas, like, God, I don't know what Matt would do in this state. He's too hot. Mohinder, Mohinder would just fucking like ugh, be Mohinder about things. He'd probably fucking surrender. Peter's the right level. Matt is way too hot. I think it's very like Goldilocks. Mohinder would have to drive oh, there. It would take longer. That too. That too. And again, I feel like he would honestly just like fucking. <laughs> At this point mm-hmm. in the story, he'd be like, okay, you got me. I'm terrible. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, Peter flies over and um, he gets, you know, he grabs a little combo and he puts in the code. And, hey, it works. And there's that moment where he's just kind of like, it works. And there's a moment where he doesn't do anything where he's just like, okay. Like, all right. This is, this is what <laughs> we're doing. 
And he goes inside and he digs around and he finds just all kinds of shit. He finds this huge, like, trunk and it's got a lot of flash grenades, among other things. And so he grabs a bag and he's just, like, full on, like, heist movie filling the bag with stuff. And we pull out yet another fun camera, you know, editing decision to follow a closed security uh, circuit, you know, camera. And to be like, oh, nope, he's being watched. And so we see in Building 2-6, they are just fully watching Peter, like, ransack this place. And Danko gets called over by some analyst. And Danko's stoked. (laughs) He's like, gotcha, (laughs) because... I think he really has a hard on for wanting to take mm-hmm. Peter down because <laughs> of how Nathan's being. So, yeah, can't get to Claire. Um, Got to get to the one that we're allowed to yep. get to. Yep, rough him up a little bit along the way, right? Accidents mm-hmm. happen. Um, yeah. So we go to it had like a little commercial break, you know, break in the editing, but then you know it comes back and Nathan gets you know. He gets called over and, and he, or he comes over and he, he's like, you know, where, where is that? And they're like, oh, you know, he's in Costa Verde. He's fully just breaking into the storage facility. You know, fun things that your brother does <laughs> just to piss you off. And, uh, he, uh, realizes that like, oh, that's happening now. That's a live feed. Oh, interesting. So Nathan's like, how the hell would he know about Bennett's storage facility? Like, that's a weird thing. And, uh, like, oh, like, maybe, maybe they're working together? That would be weird. And Danko's like, hmm, no, I'm, I'm reserving judgment. I don't, I don't know that I feel that that's right. And Nathan pulls out his old, like, I want him caught, not killed, no bloodshed. And Danko's real unhappy about it. But he's like, yeah, okay, sure, fine. And then they lose visual. And it's like, oh, shit, okay, well, send them in. And we see a bunch of, you know, jackbooted thugs come in and they surround the unit and they're getting ready for a big standoff. And it's so great because, you know, they open the door and like, hello, he's literally, he's in an armory, basically. (laughs) Like, what part of you thinks this is going to end well? And you're lucky he didn't grab like a fucking AR or something. Like, good Lord, there were a lot of guns and bullets Mm -hmm. in there. Instead, he's Peter, and so he grabs a flash grenade, and he uses it to distract them and to disable them, and he flies away. And it's cool, he does, like, the hallway flying thing, yeah. which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he wishes off. I think it's interesting that Nathan was like, oh, they must be working together, and Danko's like, I'm gonna reserve judgment on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're gonna see some more stuff with, you know... Danko and Noah and their relationship in particular. So. I, I still knowing what I know, I still think that that is interesting. Yeah, where he isn't like okay, maybe, or he's like, he. I think he, yeah, I guess he feels like he knows who Noah is compared to what Nathan thinks Noah is. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I feel like Danko really. Uh, the thing that's so interesting about this particular trio being involved uh, of Bennett, Nathan, and Danko. They all think they know how everyone ticks. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong. But it's fun to watch them clash against each other with their um, perspectives on on people and who they are and what they'll do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So back at the hotel room, Mohinder is looking out the window. Peter should be back by now. 
because like I said, Peter would be the quickest. And Matt's like, you gotta give him time. And then Noah's waking up. He's woozy, but he's like, I'll tell you why Peter isn't here. He's been captured or killed. And Matt's like, shut him up, shut him up, shut him up, shut him up. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I was like, I've never checked in. They're going to be looking for me by now. Mohinder knows I'm right. The unit is under surveillance. And Matt's like, no, you're lying to get out. And Noah's like, you know me well enough that this is true, that I'm telling you the truth right now. You need to let me go. It's your only chance. Let me go right now. Mohinder agrees. He's like, okay, maybe we should let him go and just, like, get out of here when we can. And Matt's like, no, 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 we're not done. Who else are you checking in with? Like, who's this other person that's not Nathan? Show me. And he's like, I'm not letting you into my head. And he's like, eh, try to stop me. (laughs) And he goes into the head again. I just, I love how the minute... He's a little more able to speak and stuff. He's already just like, yeah, yeah, my inner knows I'm right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, just trying to just drive that wedge in there a little more. And, uh, yeah, he knows what he's mm-hmm. doing. And to, you know, to try to, like, struggle and stuff, too. Because, I mean, yeah, fuck. If that unit's under surveillance, he knows it's a matter of time before they're next. Like, yeah, he... He knows that that uh, they're going to be fucked. And so he's just trying to buy time and not give them anything too real, which this next stuff is. So. And, and I have to wonder, how much is Noah pushing certain things to the forefront? Um, That is a very good point, though. Especially at this point where he's, like, more um, cognizant. That's a really good like, point. Like, is yeah. he going to send him to the uh, storage unit on purpose? Perhaps. Knowing that, knowing that it's under surveillance. And then what he shows him next, what I'm about to get into... I have to think he is doing it on purpose. It's like, I'll I'll let that go a little more easy and then Matt's going to pluck it quicker. I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I never had that perspective before. I was like, oh, that is really interesting when he's a little more cognizant. It's like, oh, he he is pushing some very useful information to the front, isn't Mm -hmm. he? Like, yeah, never thought of it that way. But that's a good take on it. So let's go back three weeks ago. Welcome to Building 2-6. Nathan has taken Noah in there and... He shakes Danko's hand, and then I was like, oh, excellent. <laughs> I'd like to lay some ground rules. <laughs> now, the company had a you system. Wish. One of us, one of them. And the face that Nathan makes and the face that Danko make both, like, say it all. <laughs> you thought. <laughs> <sighs> uh, and um, Danko's like, yeah, you know, I've, I've read your files, um... Well, I think we're better served with one of us, one of us, or 10 of us and 12 of us and none of them. (laughs) And I was like, um, like, you know, a lot of the people you're targeting are good people, useful people. And Hank was like, it's not about trust. It's about us versus them. And he's like, 20 years, I was successful at making sure people like you didn't know people like them existed. And Danko looks at him, do not presume to know anything about me. And I was like, ooh. And Danko walks off. Noah looks at Nathan. I thought I was running this op. And Nathan's like, oh, it's complex. You gotta look at all the angles. Mm-hmm. And Noah kind of smirks a little at that. And before I jump into the rest, of, well, yeah, we'll do it now before I jump into the rest of the scene. What 
would it have looked like with Noah running the company, running things? Can you imagine? It would be, well, Jesus, like, I have such a hard, because, you know, I, I'm very, like, I can understand Nathan's decisions in his, like, to his perspective mm-hmm. and, and the way that things have to work in a government oversight kind mm-hmm. of way. I just can't imagine him ever in charge, you know? Like, it, it, it's something I just can't, I can't fully imagine because it would just be the company again. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what he was pitching. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to work. That's not going to work for the government. So No, there's, there's paperwork yeah. to do. It's bureaucracy. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> still three weeks ago, we see Noah get into the back of a cab. Glad to see you got your oh. old job back. And while Hinder's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, how else would I bump into old acquaintances? <laughs> I was kind of sad that they didn't, like, immediately have Matt pull out right back. Like, you <laughs> what son the of f- a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And Noah tells Mohinder, something big is happening. I need your help. You have a unique perspective. You've been both ordinary and extraordinary. And he tells them it's a government thing. It's a government program. And it's going to blow up in their face and that he needs him. He needs his brain. He needs his strength. He needs him to help him save lives. And he wants him in. What do you say? And we don't get to hear the answer. <laughs> Again, Mohinder. This is like the umpteenth time that you've had the chance to say yes. And actually fucking help people maybe. And you've said no. Because he's the worst. I think it's mostly to know too. Noah's asked him, hey, you want to come in on this? And he's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, and then his bullshit excuse he's about to give to mm-hmm. Matt. Like, what are you even talking about, bud? Which, yeah, do 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 go in. Do tell the world what <laughs> Mohinder's fucking lame ass excuse is. So Matt comes out. He came to you. I just saw you both in the cab. You knew about this. And Mahindra's all like, listen, I didn't tell it what I thought it would be the safest thing if I didn't say anything. And Matt is fucking pissed off. I think kind of rightfully so. Daphne's dead. Yeah, to them, yeah. And Mahindra's like, he approached me. I said no. And Matt throws Mahindra against a mirror and a fight breaks out. (laughs) And... Which, uh, doesn't it remind you of season one, Matt, where he gets in the fight with the yes. cop? Mm-hmm. It's the same move. Except, <laughs> Mohinder has strength, and he is able to throw him into the bathroom and then pin him easily. And Matt's like, you could have warned us! And Mohinder's like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't believe him. This is Noah Bennett we're talking about. Uh, and he's... I just... Go ahead. No, I just... I, I didn't believe... What part? I mean... Noah Bennett is a liar. It's true, but at this point in their like journeys mm-hmm. in their of of knowing each other, why else would Noah get in the cab and say that? Like, what kind of bullshit excuse yeah. is that, Mohinder? I agree. Like, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and Matt's like, after the plane, you could have, and Mohinder's like, could have done what? Told you I could have stopped all this and prevented Daphne's death. I'd be the one in that chair. And they turn around, and Noah is no longer in the chair. Yeah, because uh, when they were fighting, 
like a piece of glass got mm-hmm. near him, didn't it? And he was very like, ooh, opportunity. Yeah, piece of mirror drop, and he was like, mmm. <laughs> because this is what happens when you let the children babysit themselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goodness. So we get a little commercial there, and then we see them run out trying to find Noah. And they're checking cars, and we see that Noah is hiding. He's behind a car. And he finds an old car, snaps the antenna off of it, and then uses it to lockpick the car. And we get in and we see him start to hotwire the car to, like, get it to run. But before he can finish, the windshield smashes because Peter interrupting Petrelli has landed on it. And he looks in at him and says, hi. Oh, the amount of money I would pay to see them dragging Noah's ass back up those stairs. Like, Mohinder's got strength. I don't think it would have been too hard. I know, but it just would have been so great. I mean, he probably wouldn't have resisted that much. Like, he knows he's kind of fucked at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to make a gif of Peter dropping onto that windshield. I forgot how much I very much enjoy that. (laughs) Hi. Uh, could you imagine him flying over and just being like, the fuck? Why are they in the parking lot? And then you can see him and just like, boom. <laughs> Jesus. Just see the, the two idiots being all, ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. they're taping him back to the chair better than they were before. They're easily getting wrapped in duct tape now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Matt's like, Ugh, we're going to get all the answers. No more drugs. I want him to feel everything. Being a real dick about it. Yeah. And Peter's kind of like, you know, not sure if they should be doing this still. But Noah's like, listen, you got to listen to Peter. Get the hell out of here. Lohinder, of course, agrees. He's like, we have to go. They have, you know, we have what we need. We need to go. Because, of course, Peter obviously told him, like, dude, I got attacked. They're on to us. And Matt's like, you don't get a vote. And Peter's like, <laughs> excuse me? And Mohinder's like, nothing. And of course, Matt's not going to let that lie. Mohinder knew we were going to get attacked. And of course, they fight. He came to me. He's manipulated me before. And Matt then turns to Noah. All right, who's the guy you were taking orders from? Noah speaks in Russian to him like, I'm never tell- not telling you anything. and (laughs) peter's all like wait i thought he was in charge and it's like nope he's still middle management oh that's the biggest burn ever because this is company man point 2.0 because they found he was middle management with the company and he's not in charge here either yep so yep noah bennett assistant to the regional manager for his whole fucking Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. if i may and then Matt yells at him, who is he? And Matt goes back in. <sighs> okay. So Matt goes back in, like she said. And now we are one week ago. So we're really catching up with matters. And we see Noah and he's knocking on a you know an apartment door. And we learn, oh, it's it's Danko's place. Okay. So basically Noah's just doing the like, hey man. We got off on the wrong foot. Like, let's let's talk. Let's let's figure out who we are and what we have in common. And you know, I'm not looking for a friend or anything. I just I just want to know where we're at. 
And so Danko's like, yeah, I, I guess you can come in or whatever, but I already, I'm going to tell you how this is going to go. <laughs> like, he's not into it at all. And so he comes in and Bennett's like, yeah, it'd be a good idea to understand, you know, where the other guy's coming from. And Danko's just kind of scoffy about it. He's like, mm, I already know where you're coming from, bud. Like, you have a family at home. Like, you're you're the family man. <laughs> and he talks about, you know, your, you know, your wife and your boy and, and your daughter, Claire, the special one with a soft spot in her soft heart. Special one. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he knows what words he's using. Soft spot, etc. And he's just like, like, whatever, bud. Like, you're, you're a dime a dozen. Like, I am not impressed. And basically, Ben is like, what, what the hell, man? Like, that's not, that's not all of who I am. Like, that's not cool. You don't know me. And Danko is again, Danko again is just like so just like pished to the whole idea of like Bennett. Mm-hmm. He's just like, no, because you're just like a half measures kind of guy. You know, you're, you're balancing between, you know, being a company man and being a family man. And, you know, you're just dancing between the two. And like, I'm not much for dancing. Like, no, no thanks to that. And so he's like, well, you're oversimplifying it. No, you're overcomplicating it. And, and Danko basically is just like presenting this idea that his way is best that he is incredibly focused because the work is his life. As you can see, his apartment has like nothing Mm -hmm. in it. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, I mean, I know he's just renting it, you know, for this op and he'll probably go live somewhere else in like six months. But the only thing around is just like the Dell boxes that the, you know, computer monitors came from and like one piece of furniture. It's, it's really depressing. And so, um, Again, kind of showing you what a Noah Bennett without a family could look like. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that hard to imagine. And basically they're just doing this back and forth. And uh, Noah's like, but I've read your file too. Like you think that, you know, your your life being the job, like it's going to make you, you know, you're perfect. And Denko's like, no, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm better than you. And they go in on the whole back and forth between like, these people aren't terrorists, you know, they're people. And Danko's like, you know, just waves his hand at that. Like, they're targets. That's who they are. That's who they are to me. And Noah's just trying, you can tell he's getting really annoyed, <laughs> but he doesn't want to, like, flip out on mm-hmm. the guy and be seen as some kind of, like, uh, sympathizer, I guess. Because um, he's like, you gotta understand their humanity, like, not the ability that they have. You, you know, they're, they're humans that you're dealing with. And then goes like, let me tell you something. Like, you're a valuable asset, you know, but once this is, like, actually a go, I need to know if you're going to be able to take orders or if you're just going to continue to undermine me with every other glance. And I was like, oh, these two <laughs> just... I love it. I love Jack Coleman and uh, Jelko Ivanic together so mm-hmm. much. It is a delight that we get to see so much of them clashing this volume. Uh, it's just a really great uh, duo in terms of performances. And, you know, Noah's like, you're the boss, you know, like a, a forever assistant manager would say. And um, Matt gets out again and he writes down um, something else on a slip of paper. This time it's Danko's address. And... Noah's like, no, like, don't do it. Like, this guy, he's, you know, he's basically like a, a, a human extremist, if you will. <laughs> like, he, he's, he's not going in for your type at all. Like, do not do this. This is a hugely bad idea. And 
Matt's like, well, you know, no, this is this is the guy. And he's like, no, you're making a mistake. And Peter goes over to his little stash and he rummages through his duffel bag and he grabs a gun. And he takes the address and he leaves. And meanwhile, outside, we see that there's vans pulling up to the motel. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. Rut-row. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Any, any thoughts on their fun little, like, Noah having to be the one to be like, member, they're people. And Daco being like, I don't give a good goddamn. <laughs> so. I feel like that's consistent with what we've seen of Noah. Yeah. Of both of them, really. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I just, I love it. I love where he's just like, I'll just come over, we'll have a drink, and we'll get on the same level. I'm like, you sure won't, and you're going to waste your booze. <laughs> like, so. He's got to try. I'm sure he's done that before with other people coming into the company. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. But this is just like, you know, it, it's further proof that this isn't the company at all. This is a whole other thing. But so. Noah is adaptable. That's true. Which will which will definitely get a sense of by the end of the episode for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we go. I have the whole long bit here, don't I? Yeah. Goddamn. Woo. All right. I love I love angry me I love angry Peter so much. Okay. So <laughs> I do because again it's like once again like I hate to keep harping on it but it's very going into like the five years gone of it all where you're like you can see how this still could be a radicalized individual <laughs> yeah. with what's happening to him. Mm-hmm. You could absolutely see him becoming that guy. So Danko gets home and he's on the phone and he's like, I want eyes on the scene, you know, cause they're getting ready to like raid the motel and who is behind him with his gun ready to go. But Peter, and he's like, you really should lock your windows, which yeah, you really should Danko. What the <laughs> fuck? That is like a real like buster ass amateur move. Lock your fucking windows. I lock my windows. And so, um, Peter's got the gun trained on him and uh, back over at uh, Building 26, they're like, uh, sir, we have we have a situation. And uh, Nathan's like, ooh, ooh, is it Bennett? And they're like, no, <laughs> something worse. <laughs> and so um, they didn't say that. I said that. And because, you know, Daco obviously has surveillance in his own apartment. And we can see Peter's just there holding the gun on him. And the look on Nathan's face when he receives that <laughs> is just like, He's Nathan about Peter. This uh, whole volume is very that gif of Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Like I'm here right now. <laughs> you brought me to here. <laughs> so the analyst is like, you know, like, sir, we're waiting on your order to send the unit in. And Nathan doesn't give it. Instead, he just he pieces out. And the analyst is kind of like, all right, like gives him a look <laughs> like, sure, boss. And so Danko hangs up the phone and he slowly puts his hands up. And Peter's just like, huh, so you're the guy, right? You're the one driving all of this. And Danko's just, like, not phased at all, one way or the other. He's like, yeah, Peter, right? And he's like, you're the, you're the good brother, right? The, the, the passionate one, you know? Like, do you want me dead? Is that what you want? And it is so funny you said this in your notes because there's no other way to think of it. He absolutely pulls a siler when he just leans his head against the gun. Mm-hmm. Like, do it. They love that on this show very much. Um... And so, yeah, he does. He he just, you know, jams his fucking head right against the end of the fucking gun. And he's just like, do it then. And Peter's like, what, you want to die? And he's like, no, no, I don't. But you came here with a goal, with a mission. So just get it over with. 
And he's like, you think you're so innocent? Like, bud, you broke into my house and you put a gun to my head. Like, do you see now? Do you see that you're becoming the thing that I said you were going to become and that you are and that nobody, you know, is taking seriously for now, but they will once you do something big like this, you stupid. And so he's like, Peter's just like, well, you're hunting us very like, you know, you put us in the corner. Don't blame us for how we react when we're in the corner. And he's like, look, this is never going to stop either. I mean, it's out there. And if you kill me, like, you're gonna do the thing that maybe needs to happen. Because then they'll see that I was right. And uh, everything I was telling them is correct. And you people are just dangerous. And suddenly, who should enter the scene out of nowhere, seemingly, but Nathan. And, uh... It's so funny because he's got flyboy hair and they make a big thing of it. He's totally got his like flyboy hair. It did not look like that earlier in the episode. So again, another like thing for Danko to be like, huh, about later. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, Danko's like, the f- how the hell did you get here so far? Like, he's really like blown away because he knows where building two six is and where he lives. And like, what the hell? How did that happen? So... Nathan coming in just keeps Peter all kinds of on edge. And Nathan's like, this isn't you, you know. And Peter just responds to that by shooting Danko in the arm. (laughs) Like, Barry, don't tell me what I am, big brother. And Nathan's right. And Danko's right. If you kill him, like, it's game over. Like, you wouldn't fucking believe. Like, they're going to slaughter all of you. If you do this. So you have to let me handle this. And as Danko is like sat there like bleeding. He's full on just muttering to himself like, oh, I was right. You can't trust either of them. Not really. Because he's fucking crazy, Rachel. And we haven't really like seen a lot of that. But the guy is kind of off his rocker. So Nathan's like, okay, Peter, they're moving in on Matt and Mohinder now. So if you do this, if you kill this man... Like, they're going to die first, basically. And Peter has no choice but to skedaddle. So he he leaves. He flies out the window. And Danko is just like, why the hell did you tell him about Parkman and Suresh? Like, he's going to go, you know, stop that happening, potentially. And Nathan's like, whatever. I just saved your life. You're welcome. Yep. Yep, bitch. And so, <laughs> like, they give the order to move in. And we see the men at the motel and they're sweeping the rooms because they don't know what room they're in. They just know that they're there. And Mohinder's like, oh, shit, they don't know what room we're in. We actually have time. We can make a break for it. And, you know, oh, man, Maddie, come on, bud. I know that you liked her or whatever, but like y'all were barely together. You're being kind of a lot right now. If I may. He's being very Romeo and Juliet about things. And it's not a compliment to say you're acting like a teenager in a Shakespeare play. So he's like, no, they'll never stop hunting us. And he pulls one of the guns out and he aims it at Noah's fucking head. And suddenly Noah's just like, all right, final card to play. Daphne's alive, Matt. They have her. She's not dead. Rachel, she's not dead. Oh, my God. Holy shit. And Matt's like, no, you're lying to me. And Noah is fully like, he seems really legitimately spooked by Matt doing mm-hmm. this, by the way. He is like, no, 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 no. Like, see for yourself. Like, I won't fight you. Just like, go in again. And 
Parkman's like, no, if I go in now, then we're caught because, you know, he's going to be vulnerable. And Mohinder decides, okay, you go in and I'll hold them off because you need to find out. And I was like, that's that's interesting, Mohinder. Are you trying to get him to forgive you for being, you know, an ass? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> being the worst? Mohinder and Nathan can just go and be in a fucking club together because, like, they both just are the same person and it makes me so mad. It made me mad at the time. I remember being so mad at Mohinder all the time during this volume. This was a big part of it. Well, Mohinder and Nathan got along so well in Five Years Gone. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like, don't take your self-loathing out on other people, you jerks. Like, that's what they both do. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Oh, I can't stand it. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so Mohinder's like, all right, I'll go out there. And... So Matt sits and he goes in once more and we're two days ago and they're wheeling in body bags from the massacre at the uh, site of the crash. And one of them gets wheeled past and we hear a sound. and They're like, this one's alive, sir. And we see Daphne and she's crying because she's in a lot of pain and she's freaking out. And she has her gunshot wound and it was to the shoulder, you know, so you can, you can totally survive that. And... Noah runs over there and he says, like, it's going to take, like, three times the amount of sedative to keep this one down, which is true because, you know, her metabolism would be quite different than the others. And then Matt comes out again and it's like, holy shit, Daphne really is alive. What? Yep. yep. So maybe chill out for five seconds. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe. 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 <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, we see... Mohinder and he's full on like come on which is like amazing to see Mohinder do by the way it's so not what we're used to and uh he's tossing guys in the parking lot and he's like come on I said all of you and they're just tranking the absolute shit out of him how many darts does he take probably a dozen it looks like he really did get a lot of them and so he's like the perfect you know distraction as they all race in and they and they cuff him and and Matt's squaring up like he's prepared. He is ready for whatever's going to occur. And Noah's like, dude, you're not a killer. Like, this isn't you. You got to listen to me. And Matt's still got the gun. Like, don't. Like, he's, he's not off the ledge yet, Noah. Not at all. And he's like, you should have taken the watch and stayed home. And men burst in. And they're like, drop your, you know, drop your gun. And, and he puts it down and they grab him. And Noah's very like, don't hurt him. Like, you know, don't fucking hurt him. Just, just take him down. It's fine. I'm fine. And they they shove the nose drip in, which um we don't talk enough um on this podcast about how uncomfortable it must have been for the actors to have to do those scenes. <laughs> like, that thing looks really fucking uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they just jam it right in there. So, yeah. Noah, you know, gets freed from his uh, from his chair and he's like, let me let me walk him out. Let me do it. Like, I want to do it. Let me do it. Basically, I think to show them, like, I'm fine, and also, like, he knows there's a much better chance of Matt actually making it to the facility alive if he's the one who brings him in at this point. So, yeah, he he sets about to do just that, and they're walking out, and, and, and just being, like, full-on 1966 Batman, who should drop another goddamn flash grenade? 
but Peter, Peter Petrelli, Peter interrupting Petrelli, <laughs> who swoops in and grabs Matt and flies away with him. So now Matt has flown on both of, uh, both of the branches of Petrelli Airways. <laughs> Matt gets to do fucking everything. <laughs> he really does. He really does. He gets to paint the future. He gets to fly. He gets to do everything. Yeah. He channels Greg Grumberg in that way, like, gets to be in Star Wars and Star Trek. Honestly, though. <laughs> gets to be on Lost and Heroes. Right? <laughs> God damn, you're not wrong, dude. <sighs> okay, so, how's, uh, <laughs> how's, how's Mohinder faring? Oh, before we go to Mohinder. Ooh, okay. Do you remember them talking about this motel, which was really a motel? Um, no. I don't remember if it, this sounds like something Grumberg would say in an interview, but like, I swear he was like, yeah, you know, we were filming. It's a real motel. And like, we ran into this lady and she's like, oh, are you guys filming? And they're like, yeah, we are. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? And they're like, they told her and she's like, yeah, I'm doing this like porn. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It looks like a skeevy ass place. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. well done there. Yeah. I think it was either Grunberg or Coleman, but I'm pretty sure it was Grunberg who was talking about that. That sounds, that sounds like Grunberg to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. He's, yeah. That sounds like him. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Because uh, yeah, it was a real <laughs> no, motel. No, that's, that's really funny. Oh, man. So, Mohinder. <laughs> yeah. He wanted this, right? He wanted to, to pay for his crimes yeah. against. <laughs> yeah. He is now chained up like Tracy without the heat. And this is a guy with strength, so I hope those are really good restraints, or he's drugged somehow. Right? Because he's... I was like, he's got to be drugged to hell. Also, it's like a stress position a little bit. True. That's probably why they had Tracy like that. Not that good a one. Well, actually, I don't know. Like, I was thinking about it. Like, if I'm putting my arms out like his are right now, and I almost hit my cat, (laughs) um, then I feel like because of the bar, like the spreader that's behind him, that if he tried it, he'd hurt himself true i think that's the idea that is true do go on anyway he's kind of unconscious until a guy comes up and splashes a bucket of water on him because if we want mohinder we want him moist so (laughs) (laughs) uh oh god moist tinder (laughs) nathan walks in and he's like, you take a hard look at yourself before you judge me. It wasn't too long ago. I just love it. It wasn't too long ago that you had me tied up and your shirt he open. Comes in, <laughs> he comes in so hot right away with him. And he I does. love that. I love it. Well, their last thing was him being all like, we, I'm, I'm spider boy. I'm going to cut you open. Let's see what makes you tick. Yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, but okay. I mean, it's not. He would never. <laughs> <laughs> And Mohinder's like, what I did and what you are doing, it's both wrong. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mohinder accepts that, yeah, he was a dick. What he did was wrong. Um, And Nathan's like, listen, the government is behind this now. And what you, Peter, and Matt are doing are not helping things. <laughs> the plane you were on was taking you to a facility to contain you. Your actions? They are supporting the hardliners who want to execute all of you. I, however, still believe containment can work. And Mohinder's like, ugh, you're going to round us up and imprison us forever? And Nathan's like, eh, first, but then we're going to find a way to eliminate these powers and I need your help. And Mohinder's like, eh, it's not going to happen. You can see him struggle in his little bondage there. (laughs) And 
Nathan's like, you think science has the answers. So let's start with her. And they bring like a laptop and show a video of Daphne, like in pain. And I need you to help me or my associates are going to kill her. And then you, and then Peter and Matt, you'll all be dead. And he then leaves Mohinder in his cell to think about it. Think about his options. Oh, boy. Fuck it. Listen, okay. Mohinder, you have an option to say yes to Nathan, not Nathan, to Noah Bennett. Mm. Or you get everyone else telling them, like, well, I guess you gotta do what I say now. Ha 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 ha. Arthur, Nathan. Yep. Yep. Bob to some degree. Uh, Absolutely. But, like, you know, you could have said yes to Noah and had, like, you know, some sort of small ally. In this, but... Yeah. But he just had to be so fucking stubborn about things. Mm-hmm. Then everyone just gets to hold it over his head. Mm-hmm. Which, again, it's the whole, like, martyr thing with him. I think he kind of... I think he kind of fuels himself off of that. Like... Yeah. You know? Plus, like, okay, it's like I was saying, I love how just hot, hot, hot Nathan comes at him. Yes! And, uh... <laughs> Because I think not only is he like, all right, bitch, you have no leg to stand on, but he knows that you have to be that kind of, like, sass with him to Mm -hmm. get him to pay attention. He knows the tone in which Mohinder is going to listen to him, so. You can't go in there being nice. Well done. No. Mm -mm. Nope. You sure fucking cannot. Mm -hmm. That's not what he responds to. Nope, nope, nope. So we go to... Danko and Noah walking. I think they're leaving building 26, I believe. And Danko's like, protocol after a man is taken prisoners to give him shore leave, maybe you should take a few days off. And, and I was like, you know, my wife kicked me out of the house. My daughter's <laughs> scared of me. What am I going to do? And you know what? You were right. Before that, I was weak due to split focus. But look, the job is all I have left now. And you have my complete dedication. Do you still think that I am compromised? And he's like, eh, they found your storage unit. And he's like, well, that led you right to him. You're the one that let him get away. And Danko's like, yeah, yeah, I underestimated them. They got away because Petrelli let his personal interest cloud his judgment. <laughs> Kid gloves really are the standard issue. We need to change that. Agree? And it was like, absolutely. And Danko leaves. And Noah stops and he turns around and walks to a park bench. And who's already sitting there but Angela Petrelli. And she's like, so, you know, how'd that go? And I was like, all things considered, I think it went pretty well. I think he trusts me. And she's like, don't be foolish. He trusts no one. He's going to keep testing you. And I was like, it's fine. You know, I'm prepared because he has it all wrong. And so does Nathan. And... And I was like, eh, you know, there's going to be no more halfway now. You have to make tough choices for their cause to get them to trust you. And he's like, hmm, you know me. I've always been comfortable with morally gray. He might as well just wink at the camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ding. And he gets up, leaving a box behind. And inside that is the watch that Angela gave him. So he's out of retirement, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Yeah. Um, so. Oh. I, I, uh, who wrote this one? I know we keep saying this. It was. We never it was a combo. Let me. 
bring it up. Was it Colette and Pukowski? Because we like mentioned it, and I think I cut it from the last episode because we were talking about this one a little too much. It was uh, Zada, Pukatsky, and Colette, Coletti. What a goddamn dream team. Mm-hmm. Just from beginning to end, that's such a good, like, cohesive, excuse me, co- uh, cohesive story. I can't say words anymore. Like, even though I'm not done talking, like, there's, like, one more thing we have left to talk about, I do think this is probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite episodes. Right? It's real good. It's got everything. Exactly. We'll talk more about that in a second, though, so... Well, no Siler, but, like, it's still good. Yeah. <laughs> no Siler. Damn it. You saw him for, like, a second uh, in the previously, but that's about it. His his legacy looms large over the government doing this in mm-hmm. the first place. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Fair. He's he's there when he's not. Yeah. Fair. But, yeah. Uh, take us home. So, we go to Isaac's loft. Can I scream about this? <laughs> okay. Why the fuck, if you're on the run, would you go to such a well-known location for, uh, I mean, like, it, it's such an important location. They would, why wouldn't they have that under some form of surveillance? Mohinder used to fucking work there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll shut up, We're, man. What's no. <laughs> that doing? <laughs> Mohinder used to live there, by the way. Not yeah. just work there, but yeah. yeah. He used to do both there. <laughs> Um, maybe they think, like, oh, they've got Mohinder. They're not going to be looking there for him. It's too obvious they won't look there. I don't know. Yeah. mm -hmm. I know. It's because they love using the set. Anyway. Yes. So, (laughs) Matt is painting, well, he's painted a bomb on one painting. And he's he's painted, like, a bomb vest. And then we also see a painting (laughs) with him with the bomb vest on. There's so many bobs that he's painted. And, and Peter's just there chilled the whole time, like, yeah, paint some more, guy, yeah. So, and he's like, oh, no, I just know this can't, no, 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 no. I just wanted to find Daphne. And Peter's like, come on, dude, you're not capable. This, we, you don't have to listen to this painting the future stuff, come on. And Matt's all, well, then how do you explain this? And the camera pulls back on the floor and we see the nuclear painting, except for, oh, no, it's not New York anymore. It's Washington, D.C. Oh, boy. To be continued. Oh, shit. Roll credits. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, Peter of all people shouldn't be like, these paintings don't mean anything. <laughs> like, He's just trying to be like, Matt, no, this isn't you. I know. We don't have to self-fulfill this prophecy. I guess I guess we do though. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good. It's looking like perhaps Dinko was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag Dinko was right. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this episode probably in my top five. It's real good. I'll have to remember when we finally do our list, like at the end after our full rewatch. Oh. Cause it's like I. That's gonna be really hard. Yes, like I get a lot of I get a lot of Nathan. I get a lot of Noah. I fucking love Danko. I love the whole Mohinder and Matt's <laughs> bullshit. Yes, Just come on. And and we get uh, a, a increasingly pushed to the edge Peter Petrelli, mm-hmm. which is a through line throughout Volume Four. That that's gonna take us to some interesting places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- it's great. And like you said, the argument, I think, especially after this episode came up, like, we should have more of this. Oh, absolutely. 
Because we didn't have any Hero and Ando. We didn't have any Tracy. Nope. nope. No Claire. No Psy Guy. No Siler. Yeah. And it felt less, it felt very, very focused. It, it, yeah. And that's a thing they were accused of not being. So. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about this episode? Um, I don't think so. I think you pretty much nailed it when you were like, this is great. This is great. Because it's got like so many good ingredients in it. So I like forgot how much I liked this episode until I watched it again. I think at the time I was like, this is Sailor Moon. But I still liked it because, you know, I like other people. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I was whining about it. I know me. This gives me everything I want, so. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I remember I wasn't all like, ugh. I just was like, I miss, you know. Yeah, yeah. You were like, oh, but Siler though. And I'm like, but bad. everyone else, though. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 really didn't take a dump on it that hard at the time. I remember that. So no, no, absolutely not. Why would mm-hmm. I? Because I am a thousand percent all for Noah Bennett getting what he deserves, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting bagged and tagged as it were by uh, people he's fucked with. So yeah, it's fun. He's like Siler. We what we like to watch him succeed and fail. Absolutely, I love watching Noah Bennett win almost as much as I love moments like Peter getting him before he could run away mm-hmm. like that was just that's what's so great about it it's like oh you thought you were wrong uh yeah i don't i don't really have anything else to add um all right i'll do the socials then <sighs> yeah let's do it you can follow us on twitter we are at eclipsed podcast if you would like to follow our personal accounts i am at that burb there burb with a b like building two six Keisha is at lady underscore snark, S-N-A-R-K. Keisha, have you been tweeting? Um, a little bit. Uh, what did I do? Um, I tweeted about Invincible, hey! And, um, also about Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is great and everyone should watch it. And I am not here for the discourse. If it's not anything as cool or interesting as WandaVision, it's not meant to be a same thing as mm-hmm. WandaVision. They're doing a totally different thing. Each of these fucking shows is going to be different. Y'all need to calm down. I cannot. <laughs> no, I've been enjoying it. Ah, uh, I cannot. My sister was like, eh. And I'm like, just wait and yeah, watch it when it's all that's out. that's what I'm hearing. Exactly. It's like... Do you not remember it took four episodes for, like, the grander, like, WandaVision mm-hmm. of it all to really, like, gel mm-hmm. for a lot of people? At first it was just like, oh, this is a fun pastiche of, like, retro stuff. But, yeah. I need you all to respect the individual journeys of um, James Barnes and, um, you know, Sam Wilson. I need you all to shut up. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's great. I love it. I'm very excited for more. I'm sad that it's, like, drawn me back into weekly television. Fucking, uh, I I've got too much weekly nonsense. television I've been watching lately. It's not... <laughs> it's annoying. God, honestly. <laughs> it's gonna be like this and Invincible and, like, yeah. It's a lot, man. Oh, that's right, because Prime does do weekly. Yeah, they... It's eight episodes, I think, for the first season. So they drop the first three, and then it'll be an episode a week after that. So uh, it's like, ah, oh, it's not even a month. <sighs> anyway, I got the yeah. Animal Crossing Sanrio Amiibo cards. <laughs> that's what I've been tweeting about. Amazing. I could go off on a rant, but that's okay. <laughs> the journey it took for me to get that on the Target website. They were not ready for <laughs> Animal Crossing people. And allegedly, they also had released like these Blacklight Funko Pops at the same time that were exclusive. Oh, so Jesus. it was like a double shit show. 
Yeah, it must have been. People thought it was all scalpers grabbed him within a minute, but then people were like, no, 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 it's Target, it's Target, keep trying. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Ugh, what a nightmare to be, like, into things right now, to just to try to get access to <laughs> And stores weren't, like, listening, like, they were supposed to keep them all back because it was supposed to be um, order pickup or um, drive up only, and some were putting them on the shelves. Yeah, that seems legit. I work in a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 So. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that happens. So that happened, but, you know, is what it is. Yeah. Um, I got gotcha. you. Anyway, back to the socials. If you'd like to send yeah. us an email, we are eclipsedpod at gmail.com. But the best way to get a hold of us is to join the Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Come on over. Um, tell us what you thought of this episode. Let me know if you want more soft-spoken fanfic. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And I think that wraps it up. If you listen to us somewhere, which you are if you're listening to this, um, if you would leave us a like or a rating, that would be awesome. But until next time, goodbye. Bye, everybody. Next time on Eclipse, Claire can't hide a person in her bedroom, even with her father out of the house. Angela tries to get her two damn kids to not kill each other for five seconds. Luke learns that you really ultimately shouldn't meet slash go on a road trip with your heroes or your villains, I guess. And you'll never be able to hear a certain Fleetwood Mac song again without thinking of a child being sold to their own uncle. Tune in.